Welcome to the Joyful Journey podcast. If you're uncertain about what you really want or unsure how to be a force for good you know this world craves, then this is the show for you. I'm Anita Adams, your host and guide to finding clarity and creating a life you love. Let's tap into our inner wisdom, access our highest self, and unleash joy. As we raise our vibration, we heighten the collective consciousness, and that, my friends, is the joyful journey. Let's dive in. Hey, Joyful Journeyers, Anita Adams here, your host, and I'm so excited to introduce you to my new friend, Anne Cook. Hey, Anne, how are you? Hi, Anita. I'm doing well. Thank you. <laughs> so excited to have you here. Anne is a certified integrative health coach, holding space consultant, certified birth doula, and certified medical interpreter in Spanish, I believe. She loves supporting others to heal and transform their lives so they can shift from surviving to fully thriving and supports clients to reignite their inner healer for greater joy and vitality. And that's just the icing on the cake of what Anne does. And I'm going to put her full bio in the show notes and her contact information below because you're going to want to connect with this lady and find out more. I love everything about what you do, Anne. And I'm I'm really curious. I want to know your story, your journey that led you here to do this specific work. So can we start there? Sure. That sounds great. Thank you so much. It's uh, such an honor to be here. Um, first off, I was so drawn to the name of your podcast, Joyful Journey, because I believe that when we reignite joy in our spirit on any kind of healing journey we're on, um, our body comes into a healing state. And so my journey um, is that for sure. I had gone through a lot of chronic health challenges. And um, as I was moving through some of those chronic health challenges, I realized that I have to reignite my spirit and my soul in this healing process to reignite my joy. And when I'm in that place of expansion versus contraction, then my body is going to heal. And that's exactly what it's done. Um, and that's kind of my idea of how you shift from surviving something to actually thriving. I love that. I really, I, I love the language that you, you choose to like, they the words are so powerful. Um, you talk about reigniting the spirit, nourishing the soul. You say some of the stuff on your website and how it's essential for healing the process. And you talk about being tapping into that inner healer. So I want to, I want to, dive into that a little bit more. What is that inner healer and how, how do you reignite the spirit and nourish the soul? Mm, good question. So I believe we all have an inner healer that lives inside of us. And whether you call it the inner healer or something else, it's that part of you where our body innately knows how to heal. When we surround it with the right ingredients, the right nourishing ingredients, whether that be the foods we're putting in our mouth every day, how we're sleeping, how we're managing our stress, the people in our lives, the relationships that are nourishing us, you know, are they draining us? Or are they nourishing us? And so when we start to like really trust our intuition and trust what our body's messages are saying to us, because our body is always talking to us. And when we have a chronic dis-ease, as I call it, um, mm -hmm. the body's out of ease and has fallen out of balance. If we start to listen to those messages then we can start to really get to know this inner healer because our body has that wisdom that 
that will lead us to the right people, to the right places. And so that's the first step to get in touch with your inner healer is to start listening to your body's messages and really tuning in to what it's saying. And, um, and also just trusting your intuition because we all have a gut instinct about what the right choices are. Yeah. Trusting that I think is, is really important. And a lot of people don't, they're not, they don't trust that. Uh, you know, I, I grew up, um, with a father who was, uh, he'd always tell me to, you know, use my brain, you know, and, and, uh, kind of mock my intelligence. So I, I, I use my brain, you know, and I would discard anything that was feeling based that mm. intuition i i suppressed that and and i've had conversations with a number of people that they've experienced the same thing like they've they've had gut instincts before but they haven't learned to trust it is there how do you learn to trust that is it um, muscle i don't know like what are your thoughts on that well it's interesting you talk about you know being in that headspace, because I feel like the biggest journey for so many of us is literally from here to here. Yeah, yeah, and from head it, to heart. It's about a foot, you know, about 12 yeah. inches or so. Yeah. <laughs> but it can be the longest journey to, to, to like, instead of living from neck up, we actually become more embodied and we start to live from our heart, from our solar plexus, our belly. And as we um, make choices, like especially very, um, important choices when you're on a healing journey from a medical diagnosis. Um, it's really important to come from calm, intuitive action versus anxious action, which kind of comes from here up from the headspace. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And so for me personally, what's really helped me is starting to, um, you know, close my eyes and, and I do a meditation technique called TM transcendental meditation, um, 20 minutes a day. And for me, this is just a practice of listening to my body and slowing my thoughts down. Um, but that's not, you know, even if you're not a meditator, there are other ways that we can be more mindful of what's coming up in our body, just from, you know, focusing on our breathing, you know, and how is my breathing? Is it shallow? Is it from my chest up? Or is it from my belly, that deep abdominal breathing? And what I like to say is that helps us get into a relaxed um, rest and digest state, which is healing versus fight flight living from head up mm -hmm. yeah and I, so I'm, I'm breathing right now like I just no, notice just saying the word breathing is like okay well I gotta breathe like I I can get shallow in my my breath right and we need to breathe in deeply and take the time to really feel it um can you explain your meditation process and checking in with your body well so um with the, with the TM technique that I do, I, I just do a 20 minute meditation and I have a mantra. It's more like a sound. It's not really a word. It's more like a sound. And I just bring my attention back to that. And, um, what's really, what really resonates for me about this particular technique is that if you have thoughts, that's actually a welcomed part of the meditation. So many people struggle in meditation mm -hmm. to like get rid of their thoughts. Oh, I'm not supposed to be thinking. Right. But what they say in TM is that actually you're thinking your body's releasing stress and it's part of the meditation where your body is literally like releasing stress from your nervous system. And then you just gently bring your awareness back to that sound, back to that mantra. And however it turns out, it's, it's okay. It's all part of how your body is processing things. 
So, you know, I grew up as a, an athlete actually, and I've always been somatic based. So meditation never really worked for me until I found this technique. Um, and it's the first time I've been able to feel the benefit, like not just emotionally feeling great, but also physically feeling things unwind in my body. So I'm a little unclear. I'm, I've had, I've struggled with meditation. I, I do meditate and it is getting easier over time. Um, but you know, you talking about um, how it's okay to let the thoughts um, come up. And that, that has been one of the things that I think has stopped me many times in the past is just like, Oh, I, I'm not, I, I got to stop this chatter in my head. How do I stop it? And I get kind of wound up and I'm like, ah, fine. And I just give up, you know, it's like, I can't seem to stop it. And so I'd love what, that you're, what you're talking about is that's part of it. And you're just actually allowing yourself, giving yourself permission mm -hmm. to have that dialogue um, if, and let it, let it come and let it go. And then, and then what, like, what is, I want to, I want to know, you know, what you do to listen to your body and really get tuned in. Well, so much of my own healing journey, cause I, you know, I had some major health scares that I've gone through. I'm a stage one breast cancer survivor. And I like to say thriver. Um, but a big part of my healing journey has been like, seen that as an opportunity and a wake up call to really show mm -hmm. up differently in my life and versus coming at life from a pushing and striving at all costs. Um, you know, really kind of coming into this gentle space of allowing and receiving and trusting. Mm -hmm. And so for me, meditation is a great opportunity to practice that, um, just surrender control and realize if I'm having thoughts, just kind of surrender to that and allow them to come and then gently bring my awareness back to my breath, back okay. to my, um, you know, back to my mantra, which, which I, it more like a sound. Um, but it's not a pushing and a striving kind of energy. It's more a, like a softer sort of feminine. I like to call mm -hmm. it energy of receiving and allowing and trusting. Okay. I'm sorry if I, I keep pushing on this. I want to know what is your body telling you though? Like if you're like it, what I'm, I think I'm hearing you talk about is that we got to listen to our body telling us that there's something wrong. So how, how does that show up in your body talking to you? I, I know that it disease is obvious, you know, mm -hmm. like, but at that point it feels like it's almost too late. Right. Like, I mean, you can obviously do things to help reduce the, the, um, the disease or, uh, deal with the disease, but I, I want to not be in the place of disease. I want to be able to be so attuned to my body mm -hmm. that I am taking preventative measures when things start going out of alignment. Do you have mm -hmm. any tips on how to do that? Absolutely. So I think that, um, I like to say our body whispers before it screams. And so if we're okay. listening to the whispers, then we never have to wind up with a major medical diagnosis down the road. Um, because, you know, as we age, like our bodies are more su susceptible to disease. It's, um, but there, there are ways to actually prevent that from happening and actually have this amazing sense of longevity and great health. Um, and so, so when it whispers, sometimes it could be like, I know it's different for all of us, but for me personally, if I'm feeling stressed, I start to feel it in my solar plexus. I start to feel it in my jaw. Um, I just start to feel kind of contracted. And so I know, okay, 
my body's stressed and I need to just take a step back and start to deepen my breath. You know, how am I breathing? Am I breathing shallow? Um, and so just getting aware of your breath and notice, are you breathing deeply? Are you breathing shallow? Because when the body's in that stressed state, which is chronic stress, then that is what raises our risk factors for disease um, because it creates something called chronic inflammation throughout the body, which is a, probably about 80% of chronic illness and disease is because of this chronic state of inflammation. But when we slow down, we focus on our breath and we come into our body instead of just living from our head, we actually go back into that healing state. Okay. So, um, would you ask your body, like if you're in a meditative state or you're lying down, would you be in inquiry? Like, where do I feel tense? Like, am I, do I feel it in my, in my jaw? Do I feel tension in my solar pecs? Is, is that sort of like the check-in? Is that what you're doing to yeah. like check in and ask and do almost like a body scan? That's one thing I do is, you know, just closing my eyes and tuning in to where am I feeling that stress in my body oh. and really sending my deep breathing to that part of me to kind of almost envision it, uh, you know, being contracted, like a, a contracted yeah. fifth and then expanding, living with an open palm. Um, another thing that I love to do because I'm very outdoorsy and I love, I love nature okay. is, and I'm very somatic as well, very physical. And so when I feel stressed, like sometimes what actually works better than me than meditation is to get outside and to take a walk in the forest. Ah, and you're talking my language. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm actually more inclined to do that than I am to meditate. I love meditating, Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very outdoorsy. And, and I, you know, I, I've always been very um, kinesthetic, I think is yeah. the right word. And so for me, like getting into the forest is so healing and I love the water. Um, here in Tennessee, we have amazing waterfall hikes. And so one of my favorite things is to go swimming under the waterfalls. Awesome. I love that about you. That's so cool. And yeah, you're totally talking my language. That's my, <laughs> my go-to too. Like I'm, I'm getting better at meditation. Um, I just, I really have a hard time just shutting down sometimes. And I, maybe I've got to stop thinking I got to shut my brain down and maybe that's part of the problem. Um, but the walks in nature, mm. oh, it's just, it's restorative, you know, like I could just, and, and I find I, I actually breathe deeply and intentionally when I'm walking through nature, or I, I also like to kayak and I, I get that same feeling sitting on the ocean. And it's just this restorative breathing in and I feel my whole body just relax. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Um, when you said I could almost smell the water, I was just almost smelling the salt water with you. Yes. I, know, <laughs> I know you live near the ocean and I also love to kayak. We have some great rivers in Tennessee and I go kayaking as well. Awesome. Well, I'm going to come for a visit sometime and you're going to have yeah. to show me some uh, kayaking uh, rivers to do. You are Very so invited. <laughs> Very cool. Um, I've heard you speak about your higher power and that higher consciousness and the role we have in elevating that consciousness. I think though, I think I pulled that actually from something you said somewhere that, you know, we, that we have a role to play in elevating that consciousness. Can you, can you speak to that a little bit? Well, 
Um, you know, everybody has their own beliefs, but I really believe that, you know, we have a mind, body, heart, spirit, and soul. And, um, you know, so for me, it's very personal for all of us, but my belief is that, you know, I have a higher power, that part of me that knows that all is well and doesn't need to be, you know, in fear or in that sort of fear-based action I was talking about earlier, coming from a racing mind, but it's more of that calm, intuitive knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, um, you know, coming at a situation, like what really helps me personally deal with adversity is when I have something stressful I'm facing, um, to create this healing mindset, um, to say, what can I learn from this? Um, there's something that my spirit must've called in to learn from this situation. So not only can I grow from it, but I can actually pay it forward and support other people to do the same thing. So having that kind of mindset has helped me personally, um, connect more with my higher power and kind of see things through a spiritual lens versus, Mm. um, you know, sort of woe is me, like, why is this happening? And just getting stuck down in the lower thinking that we can all. Yeah. And that, that lower thinking, I think it shuts us down too, doesn't it? It doesn't allow us to access that, that inner wisdom. Whereas if we're, we are coming from a place of love instead of fear, Mm -hmm. then we're expansive Mm -hmm. and we're open to receiving exactly exactly receiving the messages and the and the gifts and i believe there are gifts in every adversity exactly exactly and i mean i love what you said about the contraction and expansion because i actually just went through a grief work training this past summer and one thing that the the instructor was talking about is how we go through these waves of contraction and expansion in life um and even if we're going through something difficult we don't have to necessarily be completely contracted. We can kind of softly open Mm -hmm. to allow those emotions to come up and just kind of move through us. And I believe that can help, help kind of ease the burden of whatever that life experiences. Yeah. Yeah. And being self-aware and being able to sit back and step outside of the challenges i guess that um, that are we we are confronted with and being unattached i think is is important isn't it you know like mm-hmm. being unattached to um outcomes or unattached to um the challenges that we're we're facing and so you can look at it and and say what is mine to learn here what is mine to understand Mm-hmm. I think being an inquiry constantly is mm-hmm. so key. And I, I like to believe, you know, that I believe in the, I believe in God, I, but I, I believe in a divine within, I believe we are all one, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have some really strong beliefs around, um, around the stuff, which, which I haven't openly shared before. And, and I'm excited to be expansive and share that without fear anymore because i know i'm going to attract the the people that you know that are speak my language as well so you know so i i like to have conversations um with myself and with god when i'm walking in for in the forest you know Mm -hmm. and that is often it's part of my healing journey if i've gone through something Mm -hmm. particularly challenging is having that conversation and opening myself up and 
and being an inquiry. Mm. What is mine to learn here? What is mine to do? I often um, I have a little uh, prayer that I put out to the universe um, pretty much every day when I go for my for my walk, and it and I ask for um, me to be able to see what is mine to see, understand what is mine to do, and have the courage to do it. Oh, that's yeah, it's a constant little prayer that I put out there. And, and I, I feel things, I feel that expansion and the fear that I, I mean, fear is normal, right? We all, we all get fearful of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we can breathe into it and open our heart, like you're talking, you know, going from the, the journey from the head into the heart and opening it, then the, the, it dissipates the fear a bit. Oh, it does. oh, so much so, so much so. You know, even just sometimes when I am calming down my nervous system, I'll just put one hand on my heart and one hand on my belly, mm. and just the act of that just calms me. Um, you know, it helps to take me from being in my headspace down into my body. That's a great little tip. A, something simple that everybody can do. A little action. Mm-hmm. That when you're feeling stressed, anxious, distressed, mm. putting one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly, and it just, it takes the physical action of doing that. I think it pulls you out of your head and put, puts you into being into your body. Yeah. I kind of, like, I, for me personally, I feel like the signal it gives my body is yeah. that I've got, I've got you. I, oh, I love that. I got yeah, you. I've got you. I'm, I'm we, listening. <laughs> yeah I, I, like the first thing that comes to me is I've got you I'm here I'm listening um I've got you and so my body just kind of relaxes because my who, whatever part of my body is kind of in a freak out state and like yeah. no knows that like I'm here I've got you we're gonna get through this and that is so beautiful like we we need to see and love ourselves first and foremost right Mm, so true and that little action so simple it takes two seconds to do mm-hmm. and it sends a, mo- a message to your whole being that when i'm worthy i see you i got you mm-hmm. this is a safe space exactly right? exactly and that's what ignites the joy because when we can walk around in the world <laughs> when we can walk around in the world feeling safe to you know radiate our authentic self out in the world and not have like a guard up all the time um but ha- kind of live with our heart open um knowing that okay i've got you like you know what's out here is unpredictable we never know you know what's going to happen with other people or things but when we really know inside i've got you um then that keeps us in that place of safety so we can actually ignite our joy that, that's kind of how I can best describe it. You're giving me goosebumps. I love it. I love it so much. I am going to, I'm going to practice that. I'm going to <laughs> practice that. I got you. And it's, that's going to be, I'm adding that into my new daily routine. It's a little I, simple thing. I got you. I love that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I said earlier, I, I believe, I believe we're all one. I believe of the divine, divine within and so I picture God saying that as well. I got mm-hmm. you. I love that. Yeah, me too. Exactly. We, we are very aligned as, as far as our thinking, you know, because it's not just 
us with ourselves, but um, I also believe there's a higher power that, that, ha- that has us. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's been a big part of my journey actually is trusting that, you know, cause yeah. I think that 20 years ago, earlier on my life path, I don't think I was fully living in that trusting place place that life fully had my back. And, and so I was always like pushing and striving and being self-sufficient. And that just, that led me to breaking down from stress that led me to some chronic health issues. And now on the other side of that, I am honestly proud to say I'm now in this trusting place of like knowing that life has my back. And isn't there a, a freedom that comes with that? And there, obviously that sense of joy, this freedom to, just go with the flow too. Like I, I, I'm there with you and I, I, I don't have, I'm ambitious. I am ambitious. I've got big goals and, and dreams and I love going after them. However, I'm not hustling like I used to. Mm-hmm. I'm going with it. I feel, I feel supported. I feel connected. I feel loved. I feel joy. And there's this joy that moves through me and with me and it's carrying me and I feel like it's because I've tapped into that Mm -hmm. into Mm -hmm. that inner wisdom into that understanding of this higher this higher consciousness this higher higher self Mm -hmm. I love that it's like you can have you can still be hustler and still be like you know, motivated, but doing it from a place of joy and, um, and calm, sort of a peacefulness mixed in with that versus fear, you know, that, yeah. that's a real different space to be when we feel like we're hustling, right? 100% different space. I, I believe there's really two fundamental emotions and that's fear and joy and love, fear mm-hmm. and love. And you can choose, you know, to come from a place of fear, you can choose to come from a place of love. And it doesn't mean that you, you stop fearing. You can still have fear can be there, but your actions, the choices you make always choose to come from a place of love and you will be so well-served, you know, we got to love our bodies and take care of our bodies and love ourselves and love our neighbors and all that. (laughs) I love, and I love how you said you can still have the fear. I mean, it's not like it's just going to go away forever. It's part of being human, but when it comes up, you know, coming to that fear with, with a place of love, like compassionate Mm -hmm. presence. Yeah. And and so then it allows the fear just to, just to be there and be present without it overtaking us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Oh my gosh. I, I feel like you and I can just chatting about this joy cycle. I love it. Um, yeah. you wrote, you wrote a book or you were one of the authors in, um, the threshold 75 stories of how changing your perspective can change your life. Can you talk a little bit about, um, the story you, you included in that, in that book and, and yes. talk to this changing perspective and how it can change your life? Yes. Thank you. I want to give credit to Simon Crow and Robin Van Schwartz because they are actually the authors of the book. And I'm one of the 75 writers who is actually in this best-selling book. So I am one of the authors. Um, however, the name of the book, I love thresholds, um, you know, all about changing your perspective to change your life. And so my story in that book is called birth as I know it. 
Um, I have a background as a certified childbirth doula. And I was living in Hawaii for eight months. And it was the first time I had been surrounded by the water, which completely transformed my perspective of water. Because before I just knew, okay, you know, water is really important for our health. It's important to drink. I love the water. But I had never really had a spiritual connection with the water like I did when I was surrounded by ocean. Um, And so for me, like going back to this story of learning to trust and be at ease and know that life has my back started during that year living in Hawaii when I was lying on my back in the ocean, which I write my story about. Um, and how I had, you know, been dealing with some chronic health issues from stress before that year and my, you know, health started to break down and then Hawaii happens to have this powerful healing energy about it. And so it just exploded my awareness about how, um, for me personally, what I need to shift is this getting into this allowing receiving mode, which I like to call more of our feminine energy. Mm. Um, and this was back in 2008 that I was living in Hawaii. Um, so I write my story about how my birth doula background, seeing all this birth, I, I assisted around 200 births in a five-year period and how that came full circle back to my own health and how I realized that my passion for birth is my, my passion for healing and transformation, because I see a lot of parallels as a, you've, you've given birth, right? Um, so you know that like when you're in childbirth, and you're in transition, that last stage of labor, you know, it gets really intense and it's oh, yeah. <laughs> contracted. Um, but that's just the moment where when we can let go and surrender control and just trust our body that the baby comes out. And um, what I wrote about in that article or in that story in the book is how it's the same, you know, in, in your life transitions you go through. If we go through holding tight and contraction then we're not able to heal. But when we can surrender, we can let go and, and expand. Then that word again, there it goes. Then, you know, our body opens up as well in a different way, but it goes back into a healing state. And then all these new opportunities come from that. Wow. That sounds powerful. (laughs) So, yeah. So my, my story is called birth as I know it. And it, it really just kind of combines my knowledge as a childbirth doula with with, you know, an experience I went through in my own health and my own life. Wow. Great. Part of your, part of your journey to get you to where you are today. Exactly. Very cool. I love how all these things happen in our, in our lives that inform us and, and create the path, create the path (laughs) to where we are. Exactly. Very cool. Um, any, any final comments that you want to share with our audience? Do you have, um, if they, if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, could we put your contact information in the, in the show notes? And absolutely. Um, the best way to get in touch with me is to go to my website. It's integrativeradiance.com and that's an IVE integrative. And, um, on my website, I have a free ebook called okay. surviving to thriving, and you can download that from the homepage, the very top. Um, my email address is on there as well. And um, I also um, am on LinkedIn under my full name, Anne Farrier Crook. Um, but I would love anybody who you know feels inspired wants to connect. I offer a free 45 minute discovery call. And um, you know, through that we could kind of see, you know, what are your health and wellness um, goals right now? What are you struggling with? How I can support you? Because I'm not just doing health coaching with my clients, but I also blend in the emotional healing and the grief support 
And I call that holding space. And that's also um, on my website. I, w- I was going to actually ask you about holding space. I was curious about what that, uh, what that meant. Can, before we go, can you describe that a little bit more, what a holding yeah. space consultant is? Yeah, so I'm trained with a wonderful institute. It's called the Institute for the Study of Birth, Breath, and Death. Amy Wright Glenn is the director. Um, we have about 1,000 members around the world. And as a holding space consultant, I've been trained to uh, support clients that are dealing with not just grief and loss, but difficult emotions that get stored in the body. And um, so that could be, you know, something you went through 30 years ago as a child, but you you just kind of pushed it down and suppressed it. And now it might be showing up um, physically, you know, as I call dis-ease. And so it's looking at, well, okay, so what was this childhood loss you experienced, or maybe it was something more recent, you know, that was difficult. And it's holding space for it with compassionate presence. And so I really help my clients to tune in to where it is in the body, you know, how the body's speaking, what, what, what does that need to say? Does it have a language or a color or a texture, you know? And so you're really coming into rapport with it versus turning away from it. Hmm. And often what I find in my clients through these sessions is they, they come to greater compassion for themselves for one. Um, but they're able to make deeper meaning making out of that experience. And, you know, maybe they had this belief, it wasn't what happened to them, but it's actually the belief they formed and they're actually able to reframe those beliefs and, and come out on the other end with a tremendous sense of, um, just courage and, um, compassion for themselves. And so I feel like that part of the healing process is just as important as looking at the foods they're eating, um, how they're sleeping and their lifestyle. So I blend these two together. Very holistic approach. Yes. Awesome. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much, Anne, for being here with, uh, with me today and with the Joyful Journeyers. Uh, it's really a pleasure to get to know you a little bit more. And I, I really sincerely hope we can continue to have some discussions around joy, about tapping into that inner wisdom, listening to our bodies, the higher collective, the higher consciousness. I love this stuff. So it's, it's really great to connect with another like-minded individual. And to our Joyful Journeyers, thank you so much for joining us on the Joyful Journey podcast. And we wish you great joy in your day. And we look forward to connecting with you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us today on the Joyful Journey podcast. If anything resonated with you, please visit our website at joyfulinspiredliving.com. Sign up to receive a free download of our three guiding principles to inner wisdom and become a member of the Joyful Inspired Living community. For a deeper spiritual dive, check out our retreats. We offer both in-person retreats on beautiful Bowen Island in British Columbia, as well as online retreats that you can do from the comfort of your own home. And finally, if you liked our show, please leave a review so more people can find it and learn how to access their highest self And together, we'll raise the collective consciousness.